Stacy. Hey, Kathy. Are we GHing? Yes, yes, we are. Woohoo! So, today it's season 60, episodes 175 to 179. And for spoilers, we're gonna go with no big deal. Yeah. A lot of little deals, though. I think most of our time is going to be spent in musings and I still am a little snotty. So I apologize if I sound like sound perfect. Okay. Thank you. But also, yes, I'm still snotty. All right. The first storyline that I'm going to cover, I don't think anybody will be surprised is the Curtis centric storyline and what an asshole. I know. I just pretty, but what an asshole hated everything he was doing except for the very end i mean he starts by having this conversation with jordan where she's like i'm only gonna do this depending on like where it's going would we have gotten a divorce like he is asking these questions like he's stupid and we know he's not and Like Jordan is basically saying, I still want to be with you. And that's the only way we're going to take this any further. And then we have this scene at GH with Portia and Jordan. Oh my God. So Kathy and I couldn't watch Thursday and Friday together. It was so sad. My notes for Thursday under that scene. This is what they say. First of all, all caps, awkward. And then, fuck you, Curtis. (laughs) Like, I even posted on Instagram that, like, I wish we had been watching that together because Kathy would have had so many comments and I missed them. Portia, like, calls Jordan over and Jordan's like, let's go somewhere private. She's like, this doesn't need to be private. And Jordan thinks she's going to be confronted about the kiss and whatever. And Jordan looks petrified. And... Portia's like, I just want to thank you for everything that you did to help Trina. And she's like, what? She's like, I just, I don't think I properly thanked you for this. Like you put everything on the line for my daughter. I'm so grateful. You're such a good person. And Jordan's like, I'm not that good of a person. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like everything you've done has been from a place of goodness. And she's like, look. And she's almost going to tell her about the the kissing at the Savoy and here comes Curtis. I was like, are you, I said out loud, are you going to tell her Jordan? I I was just waiting. Like that's what it seemed like. And Curtis Mm -hmm. is like, what's going on here? Like instantly kills it. And then he pulls Jordan aside. Were you about to tell her? And she's like, yes. And he's like, I need you to not do that ever. And then what an asshole, what an asshole. I mean, it's been a day. And I'm sorry, I'm passionate about this. I feel like Curtis (laughs) could do better. And oh, Curtis, my little tangent is that my brother was like, you guys talk about them like they're real people. I could never do that. And I'm like, I I can't help myself. And Kathy's like, they are real people. What are you talking about? (laughs) (sighs) Shout out to a webmaster, my brother. Anyway. 
Curtis goes to talk to Portia and we need to get to the bottom of, you know, what we're doing. We haven't really talked about it. I want to move back in. And my mouth just fell open catching flies. I was like, I'm sorry, you haven't spoken to her pretty much in three months. And now you want to move back in? Yeah, are you? as if that's going to like, who are you? She even says, like, do we go on a date? Do we start therapy? And I was thinking, yes, both. Both of those right. things. And he's, and like, he's like, I'm just going to move in. into the guest room. Like, what? And she's like, I, I, I'm, I, it's okay. I'll take anything. Like, she is like a sad, sad, beaten dog. And she's just like, I'll take whatever you give me. I wanted to punch him in the throat. Well. And you guys know I love Curtis. I love him so hard. But not right now. Yeah, Curtis needs to make better decisions, but I feel like with the return of Stella, his conscience is coming back to roost, and I feel like she's going to have a lot to say about him. And she even caught up, I mean, Stella was like talking to TJ and saying, hey, it sounds like from what you're saying, Curtis is in better standing with his ex than he is with his current wife. I'm like, and yeah, go Stella, go because she's already kind of figured out what's going on before she even sees him. It was, it was hard. It was, it was hard for me to watch. I, yeah, I just, he'll come back. Trust me. He, he, he will. Although I have in my musings, I, I need, I didn't make this a note, but I need to talk about it. Okay. The other storyline we're going to briefly talk about is. I think I'm going to talk about it for a long time. Kathy apparently is going to be brief, but I feel like a lot comes off of it. Going to say this very clearly. Sonny professes his undying love to Nina and says that he wants her to marry him. He even has a ring he's been holding on to for days, apparently. Nina says no numerous times before Sonny finally gets down on his knee and proposes and she finally says with the ring yes. because yes. he didn't have a ring at first. And she was like, you're just proposing to get out of a bad situation because they were having a whole dark talk about how he's making up with her family and she's going to be on the outside and it's just going to get worse and worse. So they go to the Metro court, all lovey dovey smooching in the elevator so that poor Olivia has to see it. And then. And Carly. They- and on the night before Willow's big transfusion, so hello, whatever. And then Sonny goes the next day to tell Carly, thinking, not knowing that Carly had seen them at the Metro Court, which I thought was good. And he also wanted to tell Donna because Avery found out. Avery saw the, or felt the giant ring. Like Nina had turned it around because they were going to wait but then Avery was holding her hand and felt the giant, giant, beautiful ring. Yes. And this, I'm going to preview amusing. Sonny's whole track in the last like week and a half has been reliably Sonny. The way he act, like he basically said, hey, I want to tell you this. Carly's like, I already knew. They have a civil conversation. He makes pancakes for Donna. He answers the question because Carly's like, why do you want to tell Donna? Well, because Avery knows, okay, yeah, that makes sense. His conversation, whatever. <sighs> I'm previewing my musing, but I think whatever. Muse, because for me, when I wrote down this storyline, I've got like six people listed. Because here's the thing. 
I think that Sonny is through all of this, I, I, even through the proposal to Nina, becoming more Sonny again. And I love it. I did not like Nixon Falls Sonny. That this whole year and a half or whatever it's been, two years, I three years almost. Unpleasant. Don't like I that Sonny. Let's be clear. I didn't start watching it until he was already in Nixon Falls. Well, he's now his better Sonny self. The way he spoke to Joss. You know, Joss is like coming in, I want you to fire Dex. He's like, well, Dex can talk to me if he wants to. But in the meantime, I will always take care of you. And whatever. I like this Sonny. I also like the fact that he's he's doing reliable things again. Michael says, don't bring Nina to the hospital. So he doesn't. It's like, oh, thank God. Because like that, that kind of... He was always his family first. He was always Carly first, no matter if they hated each other or not. And so we're getting back to that, which I really, really love. But in the meantime, Nina now has this giant rock on her finger and she sits there in a conversation with Ava about how she wants Carly to pay. She wants Carly to go to prison and she's going to go so far as to... Set it up so that Drew thinks that Carly's going to turn state's evidence on him. And that's how she's going to break up the two of them. All these fuming plans. And then Sonny comes back and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, talking to Diane going, you know, Carly's being encouraged to turn state's evidence on me. And I even told her to do it and she won't do it. And Nina's like, why not? (laughs) And again, Ava still being the voice of reason. So weird. But kind of awesome. She's just like, look, I'm all for making Carly pay. You know, I don't have a problem with Carly paying. I don't really even have a problem with Drew paying, but nobody's going to trust you. And who the hell else are you going to get to make them believe it? Right. Neither of them have any reason to trust you. Nobody does. Well, and who is she going to get? My thinking it's going to be Curtis. But Curtis is not going to go against Drew. No, 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 no. I think she's going to try to get Curtis to believe that, because she wants somebody that Drew trusts. So it's it's going to have to be either Curtis or Sam. Somebody that Drew trusts is going to have to believe that Carly's going to turn state's evidence on Drew and then tell Drew that. There's a plot here brewing. And nobody wants Carly. That's the real problem. I mean. What do you mean? Like, Carly is not the big fish. The big fish are either Drew or Sunny. So getting Drew to turn on Carly doesn't really have a point. Yeah. So here's the line that I think defines Nina for me. She basically was sitting there with Ava plotting and talking about Carly as if she's a complete obstacle and saying, why does she get the storybook ending and I get nothing? This is after Sonny proposes to her, after he puts a ring on her finger, she's got nothing? And it, this is a non sequitur, but 
they, they have the GH Spotlight channel on ABC, so I've been watching like five years ago. And the interesting thing is, it's the exact same argument, storyline, etc. that was coming out of Nell's mouth. And Nell oh. was Ava's assistant. And Ava and Nell are having these conversations. And now Ava is having them with Nina. So she does know a little bit more. Ava knows more because she has gone through this. But it's so interesting because Nell is Nina's daughter. And the exact same paranoia, singular focus, Carly is the problem. And that is where Nina is right now. And I yeah. did like the part where Diane came in because Sonny was supposed to meet with Diane and Diane's like, I never give free advice. <laughs> if you want to know about your daughter, ask your daughter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm ready for this particular Nina's story to end because it was so disruptive. What's going to happen? I have no idea. Um, but basically now we're headed towards a wedding, which ugh, you know is going to happen. And I'm not happy about it. <laughs> fashion. Fashion that? first. Yes. All right. Diane, again, amazing. They mm -hmm. usually have her in these super bright colors, which she pulls off and is amazing. But she was wearing this black dress with sort of a tan um taupey colored blazer and high boots Whew. it looked amazing on her like it let her own bright colors shine i really really liked it mm -hmm. yep she is amazing i had a note that i disliked olivia's orange dress the dress that she had the argument with carly in or that awkward conversation I, thinking back, like I'm struggling because it's not a bad color for her. I think it was just the shape of the dress that I didn't there like. There were so many pleats. There was so much going on. I feel like that was the big thing, that there was just too many competing styles. Yeah, but her the dress that she had on in Friday's episode, the white kind of tighter fitting dress, like that she pulled off. Like that looked beautiful. That was definitely a summer business dress. It was beautiful. Anna's dress on Friday that where she sat down to meet with Robert was sort of a burgundy. Very, very pretty. I really liked it. I don't get to see Anna in like flowy dresses very often, but it looked amazing on her. Yeah. And the one we and, hated? Oh my God. What did they have Ava in when she was talking to Nina? It was a sparkly it, it velvet sack. Three times as big as she is. Her hair was... Not it good. was like everybody in wardrobe and hair were missing that day. <laughs> and, and she just kept like, it just kept going on and on. Like, I don't even understand why it was so poofy. She's not big. Like it just didn't even fall no. against her body. It was weird. It was like she was wearing two beach balls under her dress. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. <laughs> okay. <sighs> have a lot of thoughts can we or do you have any other fashion i don't my first thought that i wrote down was about the new molly and christina okay good i again i have that first too i love the davis sisters definitely 
I love the them together. I love them fighting. I loved, I actually do like the new Christina. I think she's great. And I loved that scene with her and Sam after they had fought when they're just kind of talking after Christina blows up on Molly. I think they need to do more of that. That was really helpful. I was, I was like totally engrossed in that conversation and that relationship. And how are they like, they're talking about their past. They're talking about like Christina's future. And it was, it was great. It was a great conversation. My, my issue, and it's really just a timing issue is that that whole scene with Alexis and Sam. And then the next day with, um, when Molly came, it was like a, a pivotal time. And no matter how good the two new actresses are, they don't already have chemistry. And I feel like that did them a disservice. I felt like if, if Lexi had still been Christina, because it was real awkward. Like it seemed yeah. like they were fighting just to fight. That didn't seem genuine because they don't have a a rapport yet. Yeah, um, but then, but as the scenes went on, it got better I, I and better. I do think it got better. Yeah, but I just feel bad. I feel. Bad. I agree. I agree with you, and I'm not looking forward to the scene that has to happen next with the new Molly or the temporary Molly and TJ because again. Like you said, it's such a pivotal scene and I'm distracted by it not being Molly. Oh, that's a fashion. Molly looked amazing. Like her whole navy and the gentle silver necklace. I liked it. I've never heard you describe a necklace as a gentle silver necklace. <laughs> I didn't know how <laughs> Like there's been so much like in your face bling. It was like so... Gentle, delicate. That's probably the better word. No, I like gentle. I don't think you should change a thing. I was just, it's just funny. Okay, well, I agree. I, I feel like these are, I want more. I, I've always said that though. Like every time they have the Davis sisters on, I'm like, give me more of that. Like, why are we only getting snippets of that? That's fascinating to me. So maybe they'll just have to figure this out. My next, my, my other musing was, what is Tracy up to? Uh, obviously, she is blackmailing Brooklyn. She goes and has lunch with Chase and berates him. Oh, and Gregory and Finn ride in on their steeds to save him. And he's like, what just happened? But essentially, she does make him come to grips with the fact that he made him, you know, he, he needs to be with Brooklyn. So thankfully we get that sweet scene with Finn holding the boom box or whatever it is and him singing, which was actually a really good song. And I loved that whole reunion with the two of them. Great. Now they're back together. Wonderful. But then the next scene where Tracy's standing there and Olivia's figuring it out, like Olivia knows, and then Drew figures it out that Tracy is somehow getting Brooklyn to go back to work at Deception for some reason? What is it, Stacy? What does Tracy want? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I mean, she's asking for like the developments, and so is it so she can leak it elsewhere? Is it 
so she can, I, I don't know. I don't understand the motivation there at all. Yeah, I don't get it, and I feel like I'm too much in the dark. I need I also, Tracy to have an ally conversation. I need her to sit down with someone and scheme so that I can know what she's she doing. Have any friends? Who are her friends? Who would she well, be talking to? Luke and Lulu were her friends, so Lulu needs to come out of the coma. That's what <laughs> I have said it. I. I thought it was interesting that when Carly and Drew were trying to figure out what to do, Drew decided that Tracy was the bigger fish to throw to the wolves. Bigger than Sunny. So, yeah, and what does that mean? Is it, I don't like, know. what did Tracy do? Like, what? Did, what is he throwing? Like, I don't get it. Well, I mean, she bribed the, the PCPD whatever committee to get Chase back on. Does Drew know that? No, but he's trying to figure it out. He's like, I know she's done some shady shit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so he's just trying to like find find the buried bodies. Okay. I did completely love, and this is another thing that needs to happen more often, where all the quartermains were aligned and saying things in tandem to Tracy about how like she could get a plane ticket and they're like, You can't leave soon enough. And I loved that camaraderie again i loved the scene between molly and tj oh i really did Mm -hmm. and like i could feel for both of them and he's upset like she didn't trust him with her pain and and i loved how sam that conversation the next day with sam and christina she's like it is it is different when you're a woman and you're talking about not being able to do what women's bodies in theory are designed to do. And it struck me specifically because I had fertility issues and couldn't have children. And I like, I was broken for a while and I got it and I thought they did a really good job with it. And I also understood Molly like lashing out at TJ. She's like, I was handling it. I was handling it. And just historically, like, who goes around and talks about their cramps in detail with their spouses? Yeah. Nobody. Right. Women aren't encouraged to consider period cramps as as anything other than the burden they must bear. And, and like, you don't talk to it about it with, with somebody without a uterus. Because... They legitimately cannot understand. They can, you know, sympathize, but they they have no idea. Wasn't that what Stella said to TJ? Yeah. He's like, you have to listen to her. And she is the boss of that conversation. It was, it was, I thought all of that was handled really well. Yes, agreed. And I liked when Alexis was like, do you need me to be a mentor or a mommy? And then she just sort of collapsed. And she's like, okay, mommy it is. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Sasha sort of forgives Cody now? Yeah. she's Which, I was just going to say, she sets up, a like, we're, we're heading towards a confrontation with Gladys. And Gladys is completely threatened by Ms. Wu. Oh, that was brutal. And 
essentially Maybe it's Sasha's be double. Yeah, it's they're, be they're double. essentially what we know is going to happen is Sasha's going to say, "I want to petition the court to have you not be my guardian." Gladys is going to have to say, "I have to be your guardian." Sasha will think back to what Cody is saying about Gladys and will finally probably learn what is happening, but likely too late. And then both Gladys and Sasha will likely be in danger at some point. I agree with all of that. Do I have anything else on here? Oh, Willow. Let's not forget Willow. Mm -hmm. Willow is, is getting her her bone marrow donation. She's still in isolation and every, it was really cute. Like the kids came, everybody keeps calling her and I love TJ's like, okay, for reals now, it's enough. She needs her rest. Yeah, this it was very sad, but I hope it works. Please, please let it work. I, I had a note that, first of all, I love Diane and I, I love all these scenes with Diane but Diane is never vulnerable. She's always in control. Even when she's sort of not, she is. And I I don't... Are they going to let this whole romance thing continue thought, with her being in control? I thought it was interesting that Nina picked up on that. Mm-hmm. And she was like... Are, why aren't you seeing anybody? You're spectacular. Yeah. So I'm, and then I'm looking. Sunny asked her to dig into Robert Scorpio to see why the feds are involved at all. Okay. So that's my last note. So we know that all roads are leading to a confrontation with Ms. Wu. So somehow, some way, this all triangulates back to her. But at the very end of Friday, Sunny is basically implying that, you know, maybe it wasn't Ned. Maybe somebody didn't tip off the feds with regards to Carly and Drew, but instead the feds made that up so that they could get to him. And, and so I, first I was upset because I was like, no, no, you've got to suspect Nina at some point, but whatever. But this is how they're going to kind of get the pressure off of Nina but I'm just wondering, like, if all roads are leading back to this orchestration that Ms. Wu has been doing, how, like, I'm so, I, this is, I'm, I, I don't know how it's all going to play out. Very excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. That is it. Please reach out. Send us a note. Tell your friends. And also, have a phenomenal week. Yes. Please let us know if you think of anything that we need to take under advisement. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.